Have you seen this? The 1978 Bruce Lee movie about Zen Buddhism with Roddy McDowell, David Carradine, Eli Wallach, and Christopher Lee. Have you seen this? The world's only podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten media. All discussions will be spoiler heavy. You have been warned. The story is very much a repudiation of am I following the rules correctly? Because, you know, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. when you get to the end, it's like you're you're beyond rules. Like the rules don't apply. You make up your own rules. And that is really the, the key to the movie. And I think the lesson that, you know, that Bruce Lee is trying to impart in this is, you know, yeah, rules work up to a point, but after that, you gotta, you, you have to just disregard the the rules and the orthodoxy that you were living in order to live beyond those rules. Yeah, especially because the main character Cord is a rash rule breaker at the beginning, but he's a little, he's a little. You too... know, he has great skill and power, but he lacks discipline. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Which may that, not have been know, a cliche breaks... at the time. Right. Uh, and it is somewhat novel. I don't know about like for 1979. I mean, um, I believe that Bruce Lee had been kind of building on this idea for a while with his uh, collaborator, the writer Sterling Siliphant. Mm-hmm. And I um, thought that was a made up name. Like, <laughs> it, the name of a... Should have yeah, wrapped him up right. in he, Siliphant. A, uh, yeah, this is my fake writing partner. He's a Sterling sycophant. Silophant, whatever. Uh, Did you say this was from 79? (laughs) Because I wrote down 73, but that may be incorrect. Uh, The movie came out in 79 because I believe that it, um, after Bruce Lee's passing, you know, that kind of took the air out of the project for a little while. And DVD lied to um, me. That's all right. Yeah, I said said 1973 earlier, but whatever. Right. Well, um, I'll let people. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, uh, everybody, uh, Tim's email is, uh, Tim at, um, (laughs) yeah, message me on Twitter Um, at Tim Toon. Fuck, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just gonna go right into that round file. So yes, uh, uh, Bruce Um, Lee and his Sterling sycophant, uh, wrote this movie with some (laughs) other guy who doesn't have a goofy name, so I don't remember him. Well, and this was, this was intended to be a... Uh, a discourse on his personal philosophy in which uh, James Coburn would have taken the part of uh, the wandering mm-hmm. cord and Bruce Lee would have played four different roles, yeah, which are the antagonist um, taking many a, forms. Yeah. There's like a, a blind wise man. There's a monkey mm-hmm. guy. There is a, some kind of warlord yeah, type a, guy. A, and, uh, um, Sultan. There's a there's a panther yeah, or a jaguar. I don't know, Jen. Yeah. You tell me. Black Panther. Right on. Not many people know this, but Bruce Lee fought and defeated Chaz. Oh Chadwick man, Boseman. Bruce Lee versus Black Panther. I would love to see that one-off comic. Uh, that yeah, would because be it would be Bruce Lee <laughs> imparting wisdom to make Black Panther better at what he does, and then you go, yeah, right on. Yeah. So yeah. this movie. 
obviously symbolic of Chinese imperial um, uh, imperialist ambitions in the yeah African yeah definitely. But, but who says they can't work together for the betterment of China? <laughs> well, I think they should get together to fight the CIA. All right, that works personally. too. I mean, why not? Uh, the movie to yeah. me. Uh, is very uh i want to call it holy mountain adjacent maybe it was just the time yeah that, I yeah can see like that. Uh, okay so this movie was yeah it's very, oh, 70s. It is very 70s so if the, this movie was 78 79 and holy mountain was 73 then yeah you could see holy mountain the mountain casting it itself casting a huge shadow um but yeah it is very mm-hmm. 70s uh whoever the actor is playing cord he is he is very 70s he is um I, he he's like a, uh, like a cross between Robert Plant and like Richard Lynch before before he set himself on fire. He's like peak seventies <laughs> guy. I feel okay. Well, okay. this is how I see it. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. Robert Plant is Squirtle, okay. and um, Miles O'Keefe in Ator the Fighting mm. Eagle is Blastoise. Uh, okay. And this guy is War All right, Turtle. so he's like, can't get much more 70s guy than that. You know, he's kind of like um, like your 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 uncle's workout buddy who, like, seemed cool when you meet him, but he's, like, kind of tightly wound. <laughs> he's been that and way like, since uh, Nam, yeah. He's got, like, a... Yeah, he's got, like, a 72 Charger that he spends a lot of oh. time working on. Oh, working he's real-life Brock Samson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, like, one day, like, somebody makes a joke that, you know, about, like something he does like is kind of gay and you just see his he doesn't say anything but you just see his face yeah he just or you know like blows a gasket like walter from uh lebowski (laughs) (laughs) what guy are we describing either way uh he okay i thought we were describing cord from uh circle of iron but what do i know yeah Uh, close enough same same kind of principle and um like i you know i haven't seen a lot of like james coburn stuff i Maybe he would have been stronger in He's the part. James Coburn, he yes, definitely of course. Been As opposed the to the guy whose name we uh, couldn't remember. Yeah, uh, Jeff Cooper, as it turns out, he actually um, he lived quite a long life. He died at 82 in uh, 2018. He had walked away from the business in like the mid-90s, I think, to um, uh, care for his mother when she Fair was enough. elderly. Um, seems like a reasonable guy, like kind of... Um, eked out a career in television um you know perfectly respectable like i think maybe his biggest part was um he played a psychiatrist on the uh the show dallas and he was part of that uh who shot jr wow a touch with greatness um yeah so that's that would be his claim to fame like i don't um like i mean he well, I would say he tries in this part, but do you think he's trying? I don't know. <laughs> he, he's the best they could do for a movie that um, whose biggest name is deceased. Um, L- like, I literally think that he was like a friend of David Carradine, and Carradine is like, "Hey, you want to come do this I, movie that, with me?" That tracks. Which, yeah. um, oh god, and okay, so. Uh, David Carradine, jeez. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I I already have a heap of notes for this episode uh but if you need to do like a hell this might be a two-parter uh but it, like if you need to do like a, a sidebar on david carradine go off well i would be very curious to hear your notes um i uh okay they are voluminous like, like i don't even need you on this episode you can go have a coffee 
Oh, sick. Well, well, I'll do my carotene bit, and then you can, uh, you know, you can just read, and I'll put on the, you know, the <laughs> with the eyes painted on him, half yeah. the eyes drawn on. No, like, okay. Well, this is the thing about David Carradine, um, an actor mm-hmm. I always liked. I wasn't really familiar that familiar with him until um, I guess Kill Bill came out, right? Because you know, like, I never watched like Kung Fu or anything like that, and. An actor that I always liked because, like, in well, spite of... he's got the of... actorly quality of being charming. It is, like, the one important thing that you want in an actor. Like, is this sure. a person that I care about um, watching? And I'll say this. Like, as much as I've enjoyed watching him in a lot of different movies, like, I've seen him in a lot of dog shit. Right. Which is, I mean, that... And that's how it goes for actors who get a little bit of cachet, um squander it and i'm not even saying that in a judgmental way because like a i know lot of it's, times, it's the eric like, estrada and c-lab 2021 story all over again well um <laughs> i won't be as flippant as tim I'll, I'll say that um the the business is a cruel one and if you have any kind of um you know lack of ability to like manage your own finances or or you know kind of like make wise career choices like things can go very wrong for you very quickly but um i think that uh at the time that uh circle of iron was made like things weren't quite that bad Mm -hmm. yet well he was mostly Um, filling in off of the uh kung fu series he was riding that wave which as you recall from the bruce lee biopic like that was it was him getting that over bruce lee right um because, uh, and the story, uh, as I understand it, with with uh, kung fu was that initially it was a a seri- uh, It was a, I believe that they wanted to do it as a movie, and um, Fred Weintraub, an executive at Warner Brothers, went to bat for it, um, and he really wanted Bruce Lee. Uh, the writers actually wanted James Coburn, which is it, interesting. Look, There's yeah, it's Coburn like look, again. there are only three actors you can cast as a martial artist. You know, Bruce Lee, <laughs> yes, James and, Coburn, probably. And if both of those those two don't work out, David Carradine. And what ended up happening was that um, I believe uh, Richard Zanuck uh, came in, and the thing that you do when you're a Hollywood executive is like once you replace the last guy, you immediately kill all the projects that uh, were kind of yeah. It, it's like a pride of lions. Like you got to kill all the children so you can have your own projects. Yeah. Uh, you right. kill all the cubs, so you know your sperm is is, right. is dominant. So um, that didn't happen, and then eventually it got repurposed into the TV series with uh, mm-hmm. David Carradine. Um, and it should be said, like Bruce Lee, even as like an incredibly charismatic actor with incredible skills, he really had a hell of a lot of trouble cracking Hollywood. And in fact, he he had to go back to Hong Kong and order to do it because like what he really broke with was stuff like enter the dragon which was you know made overseas like yeah, and that was America, like the B, that was, was the like, like kung fu b movie that worked because we've seen a lot of those elements in a lot of other different places that you're like eh, oh, yeah. whatever but yeah like all taken together like that's that's the one that really hit big yeah and 
you know, like in the in the sixties, it'd been like, oh yeah, like you know, we'll 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 try you in the states. Like, come come be the sidekick on this yeah. TV show. Like, come teach James Franciscus how to do kung mm-hmm. fu moves. Like, he, you know, there was still enough like racism that people were like, no, like you know, we're not gonna put like a we're not gonna make a Chinese guy the star. Right? Yeah, and even if he is, super yeah, and to think cool. that you know, there's once a shortage of racism. And he fought against it very hard and like it legitimately bothered him. Like I was listening to an an interview with him where um you know he didn't do the da na 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 thing, but like it was pretty close where like he kinda like hummed this tune to say like, Oh yeah, like anytime, you know, I get a script or a story, it's like this kind of shit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the the Chinese Yeah, and that is really a discussion and, that is way beyond the scope of, of what we can uh what we can add to. Uh, but yeah, like I, I would totally understand that. I mean, I, I like, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's important to remember because a lot of times, like these, um, that kind of thing gets dismissed as like, oh well, you know, that was okay back then. It's like, well, yeah, like it was okay to like a certain subset of the population. And like, um, Cliff Nesteroff, the kind of media historian, has done a lot of good work, like mm. highlighting this. Um, you know, every time there were, you know, like. There were people who were mad about F Troop when F Troop was on the air. They were like, this is insulting to Native Americans. And But because, like, Native Americans didn't have much of a voice at the time, like, they could be safely right. ignored. Like, it's a little harder now in the age of social media. But, yeah. So, anyway, like, Bruce Lee knew what he was up against in Hollywood. He hoped to crack that market and also um, explore his ideas uh, with Circle of Iron. Hey, you can't listen to this. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, you got to head on over to patreon.com slash have you seen this. And for only $5 a month, you'll get the rest of this episode, plus one more every month, plus over 50 other patron-only episodes. Find the deep cuts for only $5 a month at patreon.com slash have you seen this. Link is in the description.